gentlemen, welcome back to the program. Episode 18. Now I know most of you hate your lives, so escape with me for a little while. New episodes weekly. Lots to look forward to. Big episode today. So let's stop wasting time. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. It is your host with the most hopsy baby boy. Happy as always to be with you. It's Monday, 5.14 p.m., beautiful November 16th here, 2020, in the beautiful county of Perth East, located in southwestern Ontario, Canada, North America, the world. (laughs) Thanks for joining me once again. Always a pleasure to be here with you all. I'm really looking forward to doing these lately. was going to have a guest on by the name of Steve Batonti. I like to call him the Steve Batonti. When I address him, I call him the before I always say his name. Uh, it's just one of those things he's earned in my respect. Uh, he was uh, one of my employers uh, at one point for a while, for a couple years in a row. He's a little bit of a restaurateur, entrepreneur, a businessman, if you will. He's um, got a wealth of knowledge uh, in an industry that I hold dear to my heart. So I was going to have him on. He's a good speaker. Guy loves to yap. Good Italian heritage, great Italian family, but people love to cook. He's a chef by trade, um, big into the nightlife. He's done the restaurant game uh, through and through for the better part of uh, two to three decades. So he's got great stories. Uh, me and him had a time when we worked together. And he's one of those guys that just loves to chat. Uh, at one point, we were talking about even me and him creating our own podcast about the bar industry and, and whatnot. We were going to just get uh, maybe a little loose late night when we would uh, work really late, bartending and be off five in the morning sometimes me and him I'd, I'd always stay right till the end at the bar at the boat I'd always hang out right until he left and locked the place up and uh we yeah we had a great time working there lots of stories and uh, I think he'd be a good guy to come on good tales and I mean they're real you can back him up and you know that he's been there so it's fun we're gonna do that uh we might get him on for an interview tomorrow we were gonna I was gonna try to get him on tonight it didn't work out but that's fine there's lots going on lots to talk about um, I got hockey tonight in uh, Woodstock, beautiful Woodstock, Ontario. Uh, signed up for it, a bit of a beer league, and I didn't. Re- I've never been to Woodstock in my life. Um, as you know, I am living in southwestern Ontario in the town of Sebringville, the metropolis of Sebringville, located just outside of Stratford, Ontario, home of the Beebs, the town that brought the Beebs to us. Um, so I'll, I'm pretty new to the area, just getting here in May. So there's lots of places I don't know. And I signed up for a little pickup there in Woodstock. And it turns out Woodstock's about 50 minutes from me. So you got a 9 o'clock ice time where you can't even shower. And uh, you got to go there and you come home and you're all stinky. It's just absolutely brutal. But I mean, at least it's not like some of these places that are making you get dressed before you come in. Like, that's brutal. I can't be driving 50 minutes with my gear on. Like, that would be brutal. And imagine not showering after that. You've had your gear on for hours. Like, oh, that'd be tough. That'd be a tough look. Um, it's been good, folks. I've been, um, I really hope that this COVID doesn't make us all go back into lockdown. But you know what? Who fucking knows, right? Who knows? Uh, restaurants, uh, a lot of places in Ontario are going back to the red zone, the orange zone, the yellow zone. Who knows? We got all the colors of the palette going. We don't know what they mean. We just know there's lots going wrong, you know? Um, I was at a restaurant uh, that I hold dear. I always go to this place called the Chop House a couple times a week after um, work and whatnot and grab a bite, maybe wings on Wednesdays and maybe go for a beer after work in a weekend or something like that. And um, 
I mean, you got to support the local places, and this place is located in Wellesley. Place is unreal. Like it's it's uh the building must be from like 1853. Like when you're there, the town just feels like an old something from like an old western. You know, you feel like it's just like a one horse town. You think Clinton Eastwood's gonna come out there and just put a pistol to the back of your neck and ask you where you're headed. It's one of those places. It's very homey. Um, but they were telling me that the regulations that they're throwing at these restaurants, they're putting in these people's faces is just unbelievable right now. Like they've been, uh, restaurants have been advised in Ontario to lower the music in their dining halls so that people won't have to speak so loud and speak over one another and try to spit in each other's faces. They're trying to lower the, uh, the amount of the spit rate, the spread of the spit through the, the sound of the music played. So that's interesting. That was an interesting, I've never heard that before. Um, not sure if this is everywhere, but this is right now in Ontario that because of, uh, I guess this place I'm talking about is located in the Waterloo region, just outside of Kitchener, Waterloo area. So they fall under that jurisdiction, but they've got them wearing, the servers are wearing a mask, but then they're wearing like the medical visor shield now over top of that. So then you got like the double coverage and like, you can't even hear them talk. It's pretty bad. I feel bad for the servers out there who are working through this. I mean, it's gotta be tough whether that's through all these new rules getting thrown at you daily, wearing masks, you can't speak, you know, you're sweating. Some girls got makeup running down their face and stuff. Like it, it's tough when you're running around or you're battling with, uh, you know, maybe the place is empty. Maybe no one's attending the restaurant. A lot of places are struggling. And um, it's funny, this restaurant that I we go to, the Chop House, is so fucking legendary. Like it's so old school. The guy who runs it, he's uh, an, a former jockey. He used to race horses. Um, he's a Canadian guy. I don't know much about horse racing, but I know he did. Uh, like I'm not sure if he was in the Kentucky Derby or whatnot, but he was on a horse that won some things, and he, he did quite well at it back in the day. And they want to get the restaurant a little bolster, want to get a little bit more money for the for the restaurant. So they've found a kid in the back of the kitchen, and they think that he has the right body type to hop up on a horse possibly. And they are going to, par chance, get this kid in shape um, and try to throw him on a horse and, um, big Ray Ray the guy runs the restaurant. So we call him razor. He's maybe going to teach him how to, uh, get the horse going, get it racing and get this kid going. And they want to raise money to, um, do some things cool to the chop house, make it look cooler. So this sounds like a movie plot and maybe it will be, but I just wanted to say that this is a real thing that's actually happening. And to me, that's pretty hysterical. But um, no, I just think it just shows the, the state that the restaurant industry is in. Um, very scary. Um, I like to think a lot about uh, when, my, when I grew up, my family and I, we'd love to go out and eat. I mean, we went on vacations, whatnot, mostly for sports and my sister doing dance and stuff like that, you know. And if not, we was flying across the country to see some family that lives in like the Maritimes. And, you know, by the time you do that, you know, you don't got tons of money to go flying around and do a million vacations. So I felt like our thing as a family was always going out to eat. And then when you think about like, and I still look at going out to eat, like that's probably where I spend like my money the most ruthlessly, especially when I was a bartender and stuff, you know, you love to go out and, you know, you work hard, you want to play hard, you know, you want to spend your money. Um, to me, I always like to go out to eat, have some good drinks, some good food. And I feel like when you don't have a ton of money, like, like you, that's like the best way to just go out and like, you, you can just feel rich for a night. You can go and drop some serious coin and have a really good time when you don't have a ton of coin and you can feel like you're a baller for a night. And I don't know. I, I like, I certainly like to feel like a baller every now and again, if you know what I mean. If I look back at the money I spent, I like, Oh, it's foolish. Probably the money I spent at bars. Like, but you know, I'm trying to get my shit together now. I'm, I'm definitely better with my money, but 
you know, you look at how easy it is to just indulge that way. So it's interesting. I wonder how this, uh, you know, this pandemic's going to change the restaurant industry for fucking ever. It's it's re- it's really going to be crazy. I I wonder what's like. There, there's huge changes going to be derived, and I mean they're unfolding in front of us every day. So that's another reason why I wanted to get this uh, Steve on Batani just to have a, a real live conversation about what the fuck's the direction as a restaurateur as he is. Maybe we can hop in the idea of a real business owner and be like, where where are we headed from here? What's the future going to look like? Going to be a little freaking crazy i think folks all right holy moly um this is one thing that i just i this i seen this the other day i i i play hockey on sundays and mondays right now mondays i play in woodstock sundays i've been skating over in tavistock ontario that's not as far away as woodstock from stratford it's only about 20 minutes someone knows where that is it's like it's southwestern ontario there it's in there it's not too far from london not far from stratford kind of in that region um but, you know, we have beers after sometimes, you know, you have a couple in the parking lot, like, you know, you can't do that in a big city like Calgary or anything like that. But, uh, you know, in, in, in the country, you know, you can do things like that and enjoy yourself, especially, I know I don't mind because, you know, I know you don't have to drive. I just hop in. So, you know, it's nice when you have a beer after, you don't have to worry about driving. And then, you know, you just sit, you sit in the parking lot, have a little uh, refreshment, you know, maybe you're a little parched and uh, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful way to play the game. But I always see a couple guys do this and like this just kind of got in my head is like a, I've seen people do this all throughout my life, but when someone, like when you see someone like chewing gum and having a beer, does that not just fucking make you go mental? That makes me like honestly panic. Like I couldn't imagine anything worse. Like, you know, when you're just brushed your teeth or maybe just had a piece of gum and you spat it out and you gotta have that first sip of beer and it's like terrible. And you're like, oh, like you feel like you're just wasting the beer. You're kind of ruining it because you've taken the audacity to throw in a piece of gum right before you do it. But then you see these guys who will do it as they enjoy their beer, maybe multiple beers, and they'll just munch on a piece of gum. And it, usually it's something disgusting, like Trident. Like imagine having a any beer and just mixing it with a piece of gum. There's a lot of guys that do this. I feel like maybe back in the day when you see guys at like clubs and stuff like that, maybe they're trying to stay fresh so they can they talk to the ladies, they don't smell like shit. But when you see this just happening and you know, you're trying to have, maybe you're having just one or two beers after hockey and then you're going to jet into the car and you're ruining that by having gum in your mouth. That's fucking incredible to me. And if you see someone doing that, you ask them why do they smell so much that they have to chew the gum while they have a beer. It's not good. Respect the beer. Like think about the brewer that went through all the work to make this gorgeous beer for you and you're going to sit there and you're going to chew a piece of trident spearmint and basically just spit in that kid's face and his whole lineage. It's fucking disgusting. And I will not stand for it. You know what I mean? Holy Moses, folks, we have some cool news today. Um, Not much going on, but the NHL comes out and they reveal their reverse retro alternate jerseys for all 31 teams. Now, I'm not sure if you were aware, Adidas took over the jersey rights in the NHL. I don't know if that was last year or the year before. Whenever it was, I believe it was just this past year. It still looks very odd to me seeing an Adidas jersey that was constructed in Indonesia, the hockey hotbed itself on our stars today but they do look good they look fresh (laughs) i just said fresh whatever the hell that means but um it's i think you know they do look good it's just still odd seeing adidas logo on a hockey jersey especially in the nhl but this monday just today they came out with all 31 new teams alternates and last year they didn't even have alternates they just came out with the fresh new 
Um, jerseys a lot. Some changed a little bit. Some changed a lot, but they weren't anything too crazy. But these reverse retro ones are actually really cool, and it's actually not really a bad play by them. I mean, there's no games going on right now. There's nothing really that much to be excited about. The draft happened at a really weird time a couple months ago, but they randomly just created some buzz and they released it randomly right now. I didn't think there was other than I saw like a couple days ago they started tweeting out little teasers, but they came in hot and I think that. They did a really good job, honestly. Like, you know what? I think we should go really quickly right through them and rate them. I don't know if anyone's seen them. Everyone's seen all of them. I'm sure by the time you get a chance to hear this episode, you are going to have a chance to have had a look at most of them. But I think the NHL, for most part, I like to rip on them for being the worst marketed league in the fucking world. But I think they've done a really good job here with these jerseys. Like, let's just take a look right now. I'm trying to get the, yeah, here we go. Okay, I'm going to go in order of, um, I guess you'd say it's alphabetically. I think this will be perfectly in alphabetically, but I'm just going to look at them really quick. I'm going to give you my personal rating as fast as I can. Uh, maybe you could, as, as a buffer, you could look at these as well right before I do this. But we're going to start off with Anaheim. Anaheim's come back strong here with the Wild Wing jersey. They wore this for one year, I believe, in the early 90s. And it had a lot more color to it. Same logo scheme. A lot of people thought that this was the worst jersey of all time to ever be put in the NHL. But I think it shows a lot of gull for them going back with it. They are not called the Anaheim Mighty Ducks anymore. They go by the Ducks, which I always thought was odd that they gassed it. But I, don't think, I think it was when Disney sold the team, they had to change something there. But they, they went back to it, and kudos to them. It's kind of weird, though, because this jersey doesn't really have a logo. It just has the Wild Wing, which was, I don't know if it's still their mascot or if it was a guy from the original cartoon or movie, but he's flying out of the ice, and he's wearing the Mighty Duck logo on his jersey. So this is probably not going to be like an ironed-on crest because it literally covers like the guy's whole torso. Like He wouldn't even be able to move, especially if that was a jersey from like early 2000s when they had like the stitching on, the thick stitching with that like mesh cotton jersey like those would have been like that would have been you couldn't even played in this so this is a very unique jersey i'm gonna rate that a six out of ten i don't know if i love it i'm moving on next we're gonna go with the arizona coyotes they're paying tribute to that jersey they had when they first got there in the desert i don't even know what you'd call it but it was my first jersey actually ever i had that when i was like i, I think it was a christmas gift when i was like in kindergarten you know, it had like the coyote with the stick. That one was nasty. I had that in black, but they're coming back with a purple scheme here, which is very odd to see that from them, but they're going full purple. And then they have like a desert scene with uh, mountains and cactus and like a horizon around the edges of, as a border. And I think it's a clean look. I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. I kind of wish that uh, they just went right back with the black ones that they, that they wore a couple years ago, but moving on next to my hometown, Calgary flames, they have brought back Blasty, I guess it's called. I didn't know that was actually his name. But they brought back the Breathing Flaming Horse logo. I think it's a fucking absolutely sexy, clean look. I'm not sure if I'm crazy about the border at the bottom. I kind of wish that they went with like the style they had like before they went with the uh, jerseys they had in 2003, 2004, until basically now, that color scheme. I thought they could have went with the back with that border. They, maybe a little too black at the bottom. They just have the red and the yellow stripe. Kind of looks like in in some ways, someone said this earlier and saw it on Twitter that someone could said like, well, they took this colors from the Canucks old 70s jerseys. And now that they said that, I was like, ah, I wish I didn't hear that before. But when you look at it, these are beautiful jerseys and they haven't worn these since like FNUF was in his rookie year. Like these are gorgeous. I think the last year they would have used these was like right after the lockout. I've always thought they were unbelievable. A lot of people don't. I don't understand why. I'm a huge fan. I say that these are eight out of 10. 
these new Flames thirds. Uh, the Oilers next. We'll go to the Edmonton Oilers. Their new jerseys, their alternate is a white, which is different. A lot of people's uh, uh, alternates are a dark color. They're going with a white one. But I guess <clears throat> it's not that much different in my eyes. Well, I guess they've gone with that different color scheme in terms of their classic oiler colors the orange is a little different on their on their home in a ways now the darks are really dark they're really they're really blue these are white i don't i'm not crazy about these there's nothing that much different i mean it's a clean looking oilers jersey they have great jerseys and they have always in the past i was hoping that they were going to bring back like uh early 2000s mid 2000s like the blue the white and the copper remember those jerseys those were sick like the ones they had when they went on their cup run in 0506 those were unreal jerseys or maybe that metal oil drop remember that with like the steel on it those were foolish um oilers just because i'm not an oilers fan i never will be fucked oilers i'm gonna give these a five out of ten for lack of originality um moving on now to the los angeles kings uh, they come back with a strong purple jersey, that 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 lovely one. But they they kind of did it cool. They they used to have that original black, gray, and uh, white color scheme that when they had like Gretzky way back in the day. And they've gone back to that, but they didn't use the same logo. They have the logo from back then, but with the color scheme of way way back when they had the purple, the gold, and the white, and it looks beautiful. Honestly, absolute kudos to this. As I'm talking to you and listening and, and, and looking at this, I've never really thought about how nasty this jersey truly is. So I might have to maybe go crazy and say that this is a 9.5 out of 10. Great job, NHL. Um, the San Jose Sharks one's next. Not a huge fan. It, it, they have so many jerseys they could have went back to that are better than this. This looks like a fucking Zeller's jersey. Like one of those FUBU ones that are knockoff. You'd find it like the 12th Island at Target. And honestly, if you bought that, there's a good chance that you were going to get bullied. So you shouldn't buy that. But uh, the Sharks are trash right now. And it's honestly so sad. Like, Remember when they got like Eric Carlson? We thought they were going to be so disgusting. They came off that. They lose to Pittsburgh that year. I mean, I wanted Sid the Kid to win. But fuck, they have a lot of guys on San Jose that could have used a cup. And I would have loved to have seen them win. Unfortunately, I don't think that this jersey is going to help them win at all. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm giving this San Jose's new reverse retro is just trash. I'm giving it a 4 out of 10. Um, moving on now, we're going to go to the Vancouver Canucks. I thought that I saw their teaser for their jersey, and it did not look at all like I th- thought it would have. Anyways, I like the patches on the shoulder. Other than that, it's a terrible, terrible jersey. They used to have, before they went back to the green and blue color scheme, They remember when they used to have those ones, like when the Flames played them in the playoffs, beat them in the first round, not a big deal. But do you remember those color schemes? Like, they kind of had like a red that blended into the dark blue. Now they've kind of done that with a green that blends into the dark blue. So they've kind of reversed it up. They've brought back that logo that they've had in numerous other jerseys, but I don't like this at all. It looks a little, it looks like something a kid made on NHL 10. So I'm going to give this a 5 out of 10 as well. Not, I don't love it at all. Moving on now, next we got the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm sorry if I'm not doing this quick enough, but I'm going to, I'm going to rip through it. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, what the fuck did they get up to? I don't. I, they had red in like a a lot. They had a line of red on um, their jerseys, and now they've made their alternate jersey entirely red. I do not think that that was a good call. I I think that they've blown up their shoulder. Is it their shoulder emblem they have now in the front? Like I don't know what the fuck is that a star? Are they trying to make a compass? I don't like these. The, I when I saw these, I saw these before they were released. Someone put them out as a teaser, and I I wasn't a fan at all. These look trash. I guess. 
it's supposed to be some sort of a it's i don't know if it's a homage to something i i'm I'm just gonna say i don't like it i don't like the bordering at the bottom either they have great jerseys they have some of the best in the league not sure if i like their white gloves you should not have white gloves as a professional hockey team um especially with that color scheme but i don't think these alternates are doing anything for this vegas team i'm gonna give these a four to ten too these are fucking terrible and i guarantee you these don't last more than a season or two when no one buys them moving on um we have the Chicago Blackhawks. They've gone back. They have the, some of the best jerseys in the league. They should have went back just to their black original thirds that you know we've seen time and time again. These look like kind of a winter classic that they've had from in the past. This is one of their original logos. Goes back for many many years. But I love Chicago. Great jersey. Great town. Hope that team starts playing again, playing better. They've got some uh, some young some old guys there that I mean they've had great careers, but I'd love to see them keep doing well. I give this jersey a 9 out of 10. This is a fucking stud look. Now, moving on to the Colorado Avalanche. I don't know how I feel about this. I, I've said this time and time again. I don't know if I like the team paying homage to the team that they've transferred away from. Like when the Colorado Avalanche are wearing a Nordique jersey, basically that's what they've done is they've created their Nordique jersey with Avalanche color. It looks disgusting. Jersey is an absolute 10 out of 10, but I don't know if I'm a fan of how they've like the, they've not they're not in Quebec anymore that's not the same team and I mean at least it's the same franchise there's teams that do that like when when people tell uh the the uh or I guess when the Winnipeg Jets wear like jerseys that are not from their franchise I mean it makes sense because they were there before and that these were their jerseys but like it'd be like the Jets wearing them the same season as like the Jets are trying to you know it's like Atlanta's wearing them and Phoenix is wearing them it doesn't really make sense I'm not trying to get off topic here I give it a 10 out of 10 on the jersey for the Avalanche I think a 5 out of 10 on the principal because they're not in Montreal and they're not in uh, Quebec City anymore all right so that's just where I stand you can agree with it or you don't have to um the Dallas Stars very interesting they've kept their new color scheme which I thought was really sick at the beginning but as the years that they've worn them go by, which is only several, I don't know if I'm that big of a fan of the color scheme. I liked the the tone of green they had before and with that gold. And they've kind of gotten rid of that with, and they've gone to a silver, black, and white with this weird like golf course green, we'll call it. Not, not a master's green. It's like a weird, weird like light green, like a, like a green drop green. Like I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Excuse me. Just got to clear my throat there. Um. But they've gone back to the same like graphic design of their jerseys, like I guess we'll call it 99 when they won the cup with Brad Hall just foot in the crease. Remember that? He had that color scheme, and now they've intertwined that with the new color scheme. And it's interesting. I don't like it, though. I'm giving it a 5 out of 10. You tell me what you think. Uh, moving on quickly, we've got the Minnesota Wild. Sick, nasty jersey. Um, we're going to go back to kind of the same topic here, though, as the uh, Nordique jersey with the Avalanche. They're going back to the homage of the Minnesota North Star with the color scheme here. The logo is the traditional wild, great logo, by the way, with the hidden cougar head and like this horizon sunset with maybe it's moonlight with the trees there. Great logo, great fucking logo. But I don't like that they're paying homage really to a team that a franchise has moved, that franchise moved to Dallas. And those colors basically belong to that franchise. So they're paying homage to their roots, the Minnesota Night Stars who played there. But that franchise still exists and plays in Dallas. So I think that's kind of a weird 
is it oxymoron? I don't think that's the word, but it's just it's just kind of odd to me, and I hope you understand that. Um, moving on now, uh, Nashville Predators. Um, I, I, I'd have never really liked Nashville's jersey. I mean, it's tough with that gold, and that's your primary color in a lot of them to make it work, to make it look good. And then you got a million fans wearing it too. Like it's a tough look when you got these yellow teams, and you and then you got all the fans wearing yellow too. I don't really care for it. Uh, their new jersey looks zellerish to me. I don't like it at all. Um, I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. That's trash. All right. Uh, moving on, St. Louis Blues, uh, some of the best work, I believe, uh, of this uh, reverse retro reveal is the St. Louis Blues jersey. They have the trumpet on the shoulder, nasty logo. I kind of would like to see that as the primary logo on the chest. But they've gone with the traditional music note, the blues note. Uh, they have like the sash ing bar, the border at the bottom, the blue with the uh, gold lines and the solid one as well in the middle. Solid look. These remind me of like what like Gretzky would have worn when he was there after that trade deadline that one year. What year was that even? Sixth season though. I give these a hard nine out of ten. These are unbelievable. Maybe my favorite. Maybe I should go as far as say ten out of ten, with no past interjections to make me think otherwise. Uh, moving on, Winnipeg Jets. What the fuck have they done? Apparently this pays homage to their first ever season, which must have been in the WHA. But I've never seen a jersey that looks like this, and I am not a big fan of it. Might be cool though if I see it with the. Uh, with the gloves in the helmet. I'm interested to see what they do with that. They need to have white earlobes with like a dark blue helmet, I think. Um, don't know if I like it though still. It kind of looks like the Hockey Night in Canada jerseys that you'd find like a beer box for free. But uh, moving on, we have uh, just a couple pages, two more pages of this. This is going to be really fast. Uh, the Bruins coming back. Nasty jersey actually. This is the first time I saw it. I thought I'd seen it. I was thinking that the bear was going to be on the on the stomach. They have the old, you know, goofy looking cartoon bear on the shoulder. I was hoping that they were going to come out crazy and put that on their on their chest. That would have been unbelievable. I like this, though. Bruins have some of the best jerseys in the league, like most original six teams do. I'm going to give this one a hard 8.5 out of 10. Um, moving on, uh, Buffalo. Solid look from Buffalo. I always was hoping that they were going to go right back to those black, white, and red jerseys that they used to have. Remember, they used to have the one with just the sword, and they had the one with the Buffalo, like when Rob Ray played there, but not his early ones when he still played when it was you know the white, the blue, and the, the gold they, I wanted the, the you know that red one, but they didn't come back with it. They came back with one of the logos from it. Now this like graphic scheme, I believe they've worn that exactly, but back when they had the red, black, silver, and white color scheme. Now they're going with the same color scheme they have on their primary jerseys, but they have that classic early two thousands graphic to it with the blue, the classic gold, and the white. Looks gross. I'm giving this a nine point five out of ten. Some of the best work too that the NHL has done. Really a great job they've done so far. Moving on, though, Detroit Red Wings. These might be the worst jerseys. These, like, these look like a bad practice jersey. This looks like the jersey that they'd give to the fourth line, like the fifth line. Like, you know when you're playing in June? Like, I remember playing, especially when I played in the Western League, they always made the fifth line were, were baby blue teal. And it was like, if you got short up to the rink and you go into your room and you see the baby blue fucking jersey and sock hanging up in your stall, you're kind of like, oh, horn, I'm probably not playing tonight. Or tomorrow. So you got to just battle to get off that. These looks like a shitty practice jersey that you don't want to wear. So I don't know what's going on. Detroit has some of the best jerseys ever. This is going to go down in all time as the worst jersey in Detroit history. Maybe in NHL history. I give it a 2 out of 10. It's terrible. Moving on. The Florida Panthers. This jersey is fresh. Fresh. I'm going to go back with fresh again. This is a sick jersey though. They got the... uh, the Panther, the it's sprawling out there. That's like this reminds me of like Ed Jovanovsky wearing the C, like that that kind of era. 
love the jersey. Great to see it. I don't know if it's exactly like they wore early 2000s, but I'm giving this a solid 8 out of 10 as well. Great work. Moving on now to the Montreal Canadiens. Apparently, they've worn this as a third before. I haven't seen many pictures of it, but I always thought that they should bring this color scheme, the reverse, make the blue the primary, bring the red into the sashing around the logo. I, I, this is an unbelievable... This looks like the Spokane Chiefs jerseys. They always had great jerseys because they basically had the Montreal set up, but they just reversed it and went with the Chiefs logo. Unbelievable jersey. Montreal always... Not a Montreal fan by any means, but they've always had fresh jerseys, folks. Nine out of ten. Absolutely. Moving on to the Ottawa Senators. These are fucking not nice. I thought they were going to be good. That place is an absolute dumpster fire. They seem to have made some signings that are going to make this place less trash. I really hope my friend and former roommate Sam... Gleason's listening to this. He was honestly, until I moved to Ontario, I had a roommate my first year named Sam Whalen. He was honest to God, the first Sens fan I've ever met. I'm from Canada. And like, other than my one friend, like randomly saying as a joke, he liked the Sens growing up. I can't tell you one serious Sens fan. I think I know two. And I know a lot of hockey guys, a lot of hockey players. And I literally think I know two Sens fans. It's tough. And two of them were my roommates. And Sam Whalen, Sam Gleason, if you're listening to this, your team sucks and you're both a joke, all right? But uh, apart from that, these new thirds are trash as well. Uh, trash organization. Like, they got the rink out in Canada. If you've ever been to Ottawa, their rink is literally 20 minutes outside of town. It's out surrounded by car dealerships. There's not, there's not even a train that goes out there. I think there's like a... And there's a Buffalo Wild Wings about uh, three kilometers north on the highway from the uh, arena that's about the nightlife that's available there it's going to be about a 20 minute uber back into town if you wanted to go somewhere after the game just why they put it out there i don't know if it was cheap they're talking about move like what but you can't even talk about moving what are you going to do with this giant arena like what do you just leave it in canada have the canada lasers play there the junior a team like what the fuck are they going to do with that place this place is a joke and honestly after seeing this jersey this this whole team might the on ottawa senators might relegate to the AHL after the release of this jersey. These are awful. So I give these a 2 out of 10. They're literally red, black with their, you know, their nice logo. They just released these beautiful primary jerseys and then they followed up with this trash showing of a reverse retro jersey. I hate it. I'm giving this a 1 out of 10 just because of everything that's going on there in Ottawa. Um, moving on, the Tampa Bay Lightning have come back with absolute heat. Some of the best jerseys as well. I'm giving these a 10. Not a 10. I'm giving them a 9. They have this, the, I think this is the logo that they had when they won the cup, which was a, they didn't win the cup because Marty Jelena actually scored when it went off his foot in 2003, 2004 in game six. But we all remember that. Flames should have had that cup, but whatever. They've got a sick color scheme though back now. Um, it kind of looks like a reverse on what was a black jersey they used to wear. And instead of uh, blue being on the bottom banner, they flipped that with the, the black and made the blue the primary. This looks clean. I'm giving that a 9 out of 10. Moving on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. These are really nice. Uh, the logo's definitely different, but they wore these like when like Manny, Lanny McDonald was cutting around as captain. These are good. I mean, the Leafs have some of the best jerseys in the league, and this is no exception. This is going to be a classic, and I, I, I think I might have to get one. I might, actually, because I'm still a Leafs fan. I'm a Leafs fan and a Flames fan. Like, what a joy to be fans of such illustrious franchises. Moving on. Uh, quickly, I guess i got to give it a rating. <clears throat> because I love the Leafs, that's a 9.6 out of 10. Beautiful jersey. Uh, we're on the last page here, folks. This is, again, I hate this. Like, the Carolina Hurricanes, anything to uh, bang out a buck, anything to get someone to care about them from the storm surge to anything. Now, folks, you don't have to like the storm surge. You can, you can go on, you can braid it all you want. They're doing it to get fans because they have to do something out there. No one cares. It's sad. 
and I don't like that they're wearing the Hartford Whaler jersey. They don't they don't live in Hart. They're not in Hartford anymore. They're not there. And um, I just don't get it. It's a nasty jersey. I love seeing it. The jersey again is a ten, especially with the gray hint in the back. Like Hartford Whalers. If you haven't noticed that the, the the whale tail makes up the top of the W for the H, and they have it's one of the most beautiful and sound logos ever in sport. I used to play against an association growing up named Mindapore, and they were Mindapore, and they had those jerseys, but they just flipped the logo. So it was an M, so it was Mindapur Hockey. That was pretty sick. But we'll never, ever forget the Westwood Warriors wore these color schemes of the Hartford Whaler look. That was my minor hockey team. They were unbelievable. Wore those from, like, novice till peewee. And, um, yeah, never forget that color scheme. Great color scheme. But I do not like when they wear – like, it doesn't make, they're literally wearing Hartford Whaler jerseys in Carolina. And this is totally just a gimmick to sell something for this team because they, they need some help there in North Carolina. Good team, but – Holy, I hate their gimmicks, man. Moving on, I guess I got to rate that as well. That's a 7 out of 10 for me. Not not crazy about it. Uh, moving on to Columbus Blue Jackets. Beautiful jersey. New take on it, but they went back to their first logo ever, which I find is unbelievable. They got the cannons in the shoulder. Great jersey. I'm giving this an 8.5 out of 10. Beautiful work. Moving on, this honestly might be my favorite one I've seen, and I know I've said that multiple times, but this is honestly, this one takes the cake. I always couldn't believe that they didn't bring this back sooner in a more profound way. They have the new jersey devil green jersey back i mean this is where their colors way back like when marty started when marty broder first started and i always thought that i mean the devils is such like a mickey mouse name i always thought but i mean they've always made it work and they have they've always had great jerseys great simple jerseys in the past but i love this this is such a good like this is such a good look and I mean, you can say what you want about any sport. Like, there's a lot of... I love jerseys, and I love other sports jerseys, but there's... And I'm not saying this because I'm a hockey player and I'm biased, but you can't tell me that there's any other sport in the world that has as beautiful jerseys as hockey. With you can with What you can do with the socks, the pants, the gloves, the, the you know, the, the color schemes, the, the differentiation in color, you know. You can really put together a piece of art on a jersey in hockey like, like no other, and that's what this New Jersey Devil is. Um, I'd love to know the years that they first wore it. I'm just glad to see it's back. This gets an absolute 10 out of 10 for me. Great work, NHL. Uh, moving on, the New York Islanders have gone back to just an absolute stud classic look. It's nothing too flashy, nothing too crazy, but I love it. Um, this literally just looks like the one they wore in the 80s when they were the powerhouse and the Oilers were trying to take them down. Like I'm a huge fan of it. I always thought that they had a great logo with the NY and then they have the island behind it. And it's, you know, they're the Islanders. Great name, great town, never been, would love to. I'm giving these a 9 out of 10. God, I had to grab a little drink there. I was getting parched just trying to ramble all these off. You know what I mean? Ha. Anyways. I've committed. I got to keep going. I only have four more, folks. The New York Ranger jersey. This one is the one that reminds me of when Malik. What was that guy's name? Malik, the fighter. He went like twentieth round in the shootout. Went between the legs and scored. <clears throat> Absolutely hilarious. But he had the uh, the Liberty logo. This is also the jersey that like Stifler wears in like one of like the American Pies. This is also the jersey that one of the guys wears in Final Destination and goes up in a plane and dies. So let's not forget about that. Uh, we should forget about that story. But anyways, that's not what we're talking about. That was so dark. Um, this is a great jersey though too. You can't. I haven't really got a good look at what they're using for a shoulder patch, but I mean it's solid. Uh, they don't even have a border though on the bottom. Like they don't have any line. It's just the logo, solid blue. Like, you remember when those Leafs jerseys, like early two thousand tens, when they literally just had the two stripes on each arm and they had no border or anything on the bottom. Like I don't really like that look, but I love the logo. I'm giving these a seven out of ten. 
Um, moving up next, we get the Philadelphia Flyers. These ones are sick. I've never seen a look like this from them. They definitely look like they successfully mashed up two different styles of jersey they've had in the past. This one's a primarily orange look, but I like the Flyers color scheme. I always like what they got going on. And it always works well because the fans always seem to be predominantly dark with like an orange trim. Because I think it would just be too messy if it was all orange in the crowd. You know what I mean? To see that from a visual as a fan on TV. I like what Philly's doing. I'm giving these an 8 out of a 10. Uh, Pittsburgh's going way, way back to a jersey that has been used from like the beginning, early 90s when like Yager and Lemieux were cutting around. But the Pittsburgh is going across the body, fully spelt out, almost like the Rangers do with their classic, I think, primary jerseys. But... This is a great look. Like this reminds me of what like Yager would have literally worn when they were hosting that cup. I think it was 92, 91, 92, 93, I think it was. Nah, I can't remember. But anyways, if you ever want to look up a fun stat, look up how many guys had over 100 points in 1992, 93. I want to say it's 23 players or something. Something fucking crazy. But enough of that. This would have been like a jersey though that they would have worn that year, but I, I'm a huge fan of it. It's going to look good on Crosdog and Latang and those guys. They're such a saucy group of individuals. They're going to look gorgeous. So I give this a 9 out of 10. Um, last but not least, the Washington Capitals. These jerseys are sick. They have the exact same graphic scheme as what they had when like Ovi first came into the league, when it would have been like the black Statue of Liberty jersey with the eagle flying across. But now they've got them with their new color scheme. I love it. They've, these have never been worn like that. Not sure if I'm crazy about how they spelt capitals as well in the border at the bottom of the, of the front of the jersey, but it looks good. I'm not sure what their shoulder pads, uh, their shoulder emblem looks like, but these are, these are savory. These are saucy. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm giving these a 9 out of 10. Folks, all in all, I give the NHL a 9.5 out of 10 in general on all of the release of these. They did a very good job, actually. I can't believe um, I'm saying that about the NHL. I usually don't give them much kudos in terms of marketing. This was a good play. It was a good time to release them. I wonder how many people are buying jerseys lately. I mean, I'm sure it would surprise you, but um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I wonder how many of these are going to stick. A lot of these won't make it past this tenure of Jersey, but I hope they keep pumping out sweet ones. And I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I, it's interesting to see, uh, <clears throat> I mean, what, what all they, uh, they're going to do with the gear though. You know, that's what I'll, you, it's going to, teams can make it or break it with a little bit of extra flash brought in from color schemes, inquiring the gloves, the pants, all that business, all that bananas. That's, that's cool. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, kudos to the NHL though. They did, they did a great job. Oh, oh, last thing I want to say about the NHL, though, which I just absolutely made me, I fucking scream laughed when I first saw this, is people are saying that what would happen or I don't know if people are being serious or what they're saying about this George LaRock, if he would ever fight Mike Tyson. But let's just put all that to bed right now. I mean, I love hockey players. Hockey players are tough as shit. Some of the toughest people around. But let's not kid ourselves having George LaRock fight Mike fucking Tyson. I'm sure LaRock's probably got a lot of time, like a lot of height on him and shit, a lot of size on him. And yeah, that can come into play. But let's not let's not let's not mess around with the iron fist. This guy's a freak. Isn't he and isn't he fighting someone soon? What's with all these boxers just coming back? Everyone's just fighting now. Jake Paul's a fucking fighter, his brother's boxing people. We got influencers boxing each other, everyone's fighting. It's crazy. But let's put the LaRock and the, the Tyson to bed right now. I think Mike Tyson could kill a man with, with that with that punch, man. And he's, uh, these videos they're playing of him right now, the guy's a shredded machine. Might be the scariest human being on earth. 
Let's put that to bed though right now. Let's not let's not kid ourselves for a fucking second. All right? Holy moly. And also I cannot just going back to Jake Paul. Do you guys remember did anyone have Vine? Remember when that kid just came hot in from Vine? How does this kid and his brother turn into the fucking what they've what they are today? FBI show up to their house. Kids got an arsenal. Kids making Vine videos. He's got assault rifles. He's got an AR-15 next to the hot tub. Making YouTube videos. Monetizing it. And people love to shit on him. I'm like, shut up, man. He's more successful than any of us. Maybe we should be taking lessons from him. Maybe he should be our leader. Maybe Jake Paul's the future. Love you, Jake Paul. Folks, this has been fun. I had, I had a really good time doing this today. I'm going to cut it off there because I want to get this episode out. I want to get it out on time. I'm going to be recording apparently an interview tomorrow night. That's going to be really fun. I wonder um, if I, like, how does that work? Like when people say they bank interviews, like do you hold them on? Do you fucking wait till the next week to fucking throw it out there? Maybe I'll just start pumping shit out randomly. Maybe I will. I think the show would definitely benefit though from me having some better skills on social media, but I just don't. And I feel like I have no time in my life right now. I feel like the busiest guy on the earth, and it's just hilarious because I, I think it's my time management. But I've been staying true to the working out before work to a degree, almost four to five times a week. I've been getting five workouts in a week, but I've been I've been trying to at least get four of those in the morning. The, the more you can get done in the morning before work, the better. Because, you know, you just like to come home sometimes and chill out. It's really nice for me to get this. I'm glad I'm going to have this done. I still have about two hours before I have to leave for hockey. Um, no sweet producer, though. I don't get to have a fun conversation in my studio with the guy that helps me out by Googling all the sweet shit that I want to talk about. I don't have that luxury. I'm not going to wait for that luxury to be presented to me. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make a show. I'm going to have a fucking good time doing it. I had a good time doing this one today. Folks, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the show that I go into weekly with essentially zero preparation and just start yabbering. All right? Hope you enjoy it. This show is going to get better, though. It's going to get better every fucking day, and I can guarantee it. Thank you for listening. I love all of you. Um, do me a favor. You know how a show like this gets off the ground? Maybe send it to a buddy. Or just maybe just mention, hey, I got a buddy that you know does a pod. It's it's not funny. He's a fucking loser, and I hate him, honestly. And it's probably the most non-surprising thing ever that this loudmouth fuck has gone on and made a podcast talk to people when essentially there's probably no one listening there's a good chance no one ever fucking will but he's the one doing it he's he, he's doing it weekly he gets stressed out he goes around and he uh he, he he thinks about it all week and then and he puts it out there and i don't know if anyone listens but some people are downloading it there's some people downloading it the people on reddit and all these forums seem to be doing a lot better they want to tell you to go and join all these podcast groups online and then you post your show out there and then everyone goes on it and likes it and reviews it and says it's great but then no one actually listens to it so then all these podcasts have huge numbers but a lot of them just have absolute bolstered analytics from i guess bots we'll call it doing absolutely nothing so do we really care about that it's not all about the analytics people all right remember that it's not all about the fucking analytics, all right? Folks, I have a great time doing this with you as always. It's such a fun, joyous occasion, and it's going to be fun to see where this show goes. This is episode 18, people, but I hope one day we're going to be talking about it being like this is episode 1513, and imagine the joyous show it could be then, and you're going to look back, and you're going to think, hey, remember November in 2020 when Harry said, what would it be like by then? And we'll look back one day and we'll say, jeez, who would have ever thought about that 
Folks, thank you so much for listening to my program. This is your host, the most hopsy baby boy. I love doing this with you. We're going to have more episodes. See you for episode 19. I really enjoyed having you for episode 18. We'll talk to you again. Goodbye for now. Enjoy yourself.